everybody, welcome back to my madness, and we have made it, it's officially my one year anniversary on this podcast, I am so happy and so proud. So I'm going to be doing something called Blasted Past, we're going to go all the way back to the Body of A7, and I'm going to relay that one to you, that's one of the only videos I have done so far, that has not been remade, so without further ado, here we go. <clears throat> oh, by the way, quick note. Kids under the age of eight probably should not listen to this because of the fear that entails within the story. You've been warned. For you that are still brave, here we go. Hello, my name is Michael. But most people just call me Mike. And I'm about to relay the story to you of... The Bite of A7. So, sit back, relax, enjoy. Grab your husband, grab your wife, grab your girlfriend, grab your boyfriend, grab your big teddy bear or whatever. As I tell you the story of the Bite of A7. If you can on a normal day, Foxina was in the cove, doing her own thing, due to her show not being ready to go yet. She was watching the passerbys, and then she saw Mike, looking at her. She smiled and waved at him. He began. He burst in tears and ran off. Worried that Foxina scared him, she ran off after him. Mike saw her approach, and he screamed a little bit, Ah! And backed up a little ways. Foxina got down on one knee and said, Hey there, lad. I didn't mean to be scaring you. My name's Captain Foxina. Now, why don't you tell me your name? M- my name's Mike. Are you really a pirate? Foxina smiled. That I am, lad, that I am. Would you like to hear me, Avengers? Mike nodded. Foxina picked him up and cradled him in her arms and said, I sailed the seven seas and searched for treasure, fought off the infinite Blackbeard, was entranced by the tyrant's call, and saw a many beautiful day amongst my ship, the White Fox. Mike said, Wow, it sounds like the best ship ever. Did you ever find any treasure? Foxina laughed. <laughs> did I ever find any treasure? Of course I did, lad. I found friends, and that's the greatest treasure of all. Would, would you like to meet them? I would love to. Alright then, follow me. And Foxina walked Mike there. Then she decided she would rather carry Mike. So she picked up Mike and carried him. Mike wrapped his arms around her neck as she carried him. Hello, everyone. I'd like to meet a new friend. His name's Mikey. Wolfie, the rock and roll singing wolf, Chelsea, the guitar playing turtle, and Dustin, the rock and roll buck looked at him. Hey there, said Dustin. Hi, sweet child, said Chelsea. Hey, found a, found a kid that actually actually is really nice to us for once. Not just interested in our shows and boo us off the stage every time. That's right. He's a very sweet child. And very special, said Foxina. Wolf said, <laughs> you must be special to get old Foxina to get you to carry around like that. 
I don't even recall her ever carrying a child around. She wouldn't even let anyone touch her on the fact that she didn't like to be touched. But she's carrying you around like she would a baby. And man, I've never seen her ever let a kid hold on to her like that before. It's true, Foxina said. I never felt a bond as close as I do with this lad. <clears throat> After that, they heard Mike's folks yell, Mike! Mikey, it's time to go! It's time for me to go. Will I see you again? Of course you will. Here, she Foxina said, and he gave her a gold coin on a piece of string. She held out to him. Here. Wear this, and next time you come here, yell my name three times, Foxina, 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 and I'll come find you wherever you may be. All right, Mike said, and the wolf said, all right, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. The next week, Mike came back and yelled Foxina's name three times, Foxina, 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 and Foxina dropped whatever she was doing at that time. At that time, she was just playing the Nintendo Switch, and she ran to find Mike. Hey there, Mike, she said. The Howdron said, I was afraid you wouldn't remember. She said, wouldn't remember you? You're my first mate. What kind of power would I be if I didn't remember my first mate? She said. <clears throat> That's when Wolfie, Chelsea, and Dustin walked up to him and said, hey there. Uh, Mikey, was it? Actually, my name is Mike, but I like it when you call me Mikey. Alright then, Mikey it is. We'd all like to be your friends. Is that okay? I'd love that. I'd sell them, Wolfie said. We'll all be your friend. Now, um, let's see. Perhaps one day you can help me out with the show. I might even let you sing a few verses. Chelsea said, I'd love to have him on my show. Dustin replied with, I can only drum one drum at a time. I need someone to help me with my snare drum. I'll let Mike help me, if he wants. <laughs> Foxina said, that's good ideas, but he has to wait till he's a bit older to work here. Wolfie said, yeah, that's true, isn't it? Whatever, we'll, we'll talk it through with the manager. <clears throat> After a little bit of playing and talking, it was time for Mike to go home. A month later. Mike was at home, drawing pictures, and he walked up to his mom later and said, Hey mom, can we go to Foxina's again? Mike's mom said, Sure, why not? It's been a good month since we've been there last. So, Mike went and found pictures. He wanted to find a picture to show them. That's when Mike's father came home and said, Hey there, sport. So your mom tells me to go Fox Tina's. Mm, I suppose it'll be alright. After all, you've been very good. Then again, straight A's, it's your slugger. Well, get your things and we'll go. So Mike got a picture, grabbed his coat, and began to drive there. On the way there, though, there was a drunk driver in a big truck, opposed to the little Camaro that they were in. 
The last thing Mike heard was, Mike, watch out! Cover your eyes! And then he heard a loud crashing sound. And that's when he blacked out. Later in the hospital, he heard a beep, 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 beep. And Mike began to wake up. He heard muffled sounds. It sounded like a woman. It turned out to be the nurse saying, He's waking up, everyone. Everyone, he's waking up. And he opened his eyes slowly. He opened his eyes to see a, a cute girl with sparkling brown eyes and a mouth made for smiling looking down at him. But she wasn't smiling. She had a sad, depressed, heartbroken look on her face. A doc the doctor walked up to him and sat down. And Mike said, Where's where's mommy and daddy? <clears throat> the nurse began to cry. The doctor said, Everyone, leave us alone for a minute. And they did. The doctor said, Son, look at me. You were hit by a drunk driver. It's a miracle that you're alive. But the reason why you're alive is because your car was hit straight on. And your mother and father took the blunt of the punishment. They're, they're gone. Now, don't worry. Your aunt and uncle will adopt you. They live in Ohio. Ohio, son, I'm sorry, but this is for the best. Now, we're going to let you stay here one more night, okay? And we'll let your aunt and uncle take you home tomorrow. And the doctor left. Mike started to cry bitter tears. The next day, he met his aunt and uncle, which if I may add, is for the first time. They said, all right, are you ready to go? Mike said, can't I just stay here and live with Foxina and the others in the pizzeria? The aunt sighed and said, look, I know this is hard for a boy at your age, especially after the ordeal you had to go through to understand, but they're robots. They don't have human feelings. They can never love you the way a human family can. And they took him away. Mike was eight at the time. Ten years later, Mike returned to Pizzeria. He got a job there. He talked to one of the main people that was working there. And the manager said, okay, so tell us, why do you want to work here? It's just I always had a wonderful attachment to this place when I was a kid, and, uh, Animatronics, well, considering can, can I've been here almost every week um, when I was younger, they kind of feel like a part of my family, and I'd love to work here and get to be reattached with this place again. The owner said, well, all right, your shift is from 12 p.m. to 6 a.m. 
I know that leaves like little to no time for sleep or school if you go through school or anything, but does that work? Sure, it does. Alright, you do know you get paid very little. You get paid one twenty a week. And also, we're not responsible for any instances. Define discovering the damage, death, or dismemberment of a person, place, or thing in a 24-hour period. I understand. <clears throat> Alright then, Mike. Your first shift starts tonight. Uh, so, have a good night. I will. Thank you. No, no, Mike. Thank you. And the pizzeria manager left. Three nights later. Dum 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 Foxy and I started to sing in our cove. Mike checked both the doors and the windows. And then Foxina was gone. He turned on the hall light and saw her running towards him. Oh no. Oh no! I can't shut the door in time! Mike yelled. That's when Foxina jumped in and threw him against the wall. <laughs> Mike said as he fell and hit the ground. Out. Unconscious. Ha <laughs> Got him! I got him! Now I do is find a suit to shove him in, said Foxina in her red eyes. That's when she saw a picture on the ground. She picked it up. What's this? she said. She looked at the picture and her eyes, once blood red, went back to her beautiful gold-like yellow eyes. Her mouth fell open. And as oily tears fell down her face. What? Mikey. It's Mikey. What's he doing here? Why now? Why do you not come back? Do you not want to come back? What am I doing? What have I done? Why am I asking these questions? Oh, no, no, no. I'm so sorry, Mikey. I was a bloody bilge rat for not noticing. How do we not know? No. Wait, how did I not know? <clears throat> and she picked Mikey up, as she did when he was young, laid him on the table, and put bandages on his head, and then carried him in her arms into the main room. You got him! You got him! Chelsea began to yell. Actually, everyone, this isn't what we think it is. It's... Wolfie, Dustin, isn't this great? Chelsea began to yell. Now all I gotta do is find the suit and Arr! She growled. Chelsea jumped back. Now you be laying a hand on him, and if you do, I swear you'll regret it. Wolfie walked up and said, Foxina, why are you protecting this endoskeleton? That's what I'm trying to say, me love, Foxina said. This isn't some endoskeleton. This be our young lad, Mikey. Foxina, I know how much you want this to be true, 
but you gotta face the facts. Mike's gone. As much as we all want him back, he's not gonna come back. I accept it. Chelsea accepted it. Dustin accepts it. It's time for you to accept it too. Look what I found when I threw him against the wall and it fell out of his pocket. And she slammed down the picture. Ever looked. It, it is Mike. What have we done? I don't know, matey. All I know is this. Is that the baby in the family has come back. And now he needs us more than ever. We gotta find some way to win his trust back. But how? Chelsea said. When he wakes up, since we're all trying to kill him for the last three nights, he's probably not going to have anything to do with us. We can try, Foxina said. Now I'm going to get a soda pop for him. Wolfie, you're going to get pizza. Dustin, you get an ice pack for that bump on his head. And Chelsea, you watch after him. Make sure he has everything he needs and try to keep him calm if he wakes up before we come. All right. Two minutes later. Oh, oh my head. Oh, oh, that's gonna leave a mark. Oh, ow. What's, where am I? What, Chelsea? Mikey! Chelsea, get away from me. Mikey yelled. Chelsea backed up. That's when Wolfie, with the pizza, Foxina with the glass of root beer, and Dustin with the ice pack showed up on every side of him. Oh, oh no. I'm, I'm gone cornered. Then he began to mumble and whisper softly, almost to himself, but just loud enough where they could hear. I'm sorry. I never should have came back. Where you be talking about, lad? Foxina said. Of course you should have came back. If he took a step closer, he picked up a wind chair and said, Get back! I'll use this if I have to. Don't think I won't. Mike, I understand you were a little scared right now. But you spent the last three nights trying to kill me. You have no idea how that feels. And to think the family I fought so hard for, the family I swore I'd make it back to one day, was the ones that was trying to kill me. Do you have any idea how that feels? Foxina said, Mikey, listen. We didn't know. Don't you dare call me that. You lost the right to call me by that little nickname the moment you tried to kill me. How long? Mike yelled. Wolfie replied with a, um, um, sorry, pardon? You heard me. How long have you been really killing night guards slash janitors? Oh, my goodness. Chelsea, Foxina, Dustin, and Wolfie looked at each other, bewildered and confused, with just a little tinge of bitter regret and remorse. Wolfie said, 
How? How in this world could we have made such an error? We have done so much wrong. Mike began to gasp. I'm, I'm going to finish my shift for tonight. And then I'm going to leave where I don't have to look or see any of you ever again. They all left, back to their designated places. Mike went to the bathroom and took care of his cut. Oh man, that's going to leave a bruise. And possibly a scar for a few days. Oh well, I'll just clean it up and I'll be good as new in maybe two to three weeks. Hmm. Maybe I should give them a second chance. They did seem really sad. But what if they try to kill me again? I have to know for sure. But who should I visit? I only know one who will tell me the truth no matter what. The one that I've come to call, or wish I could call now, Mother. He walked up to Pirate's Landing. Inside Pirate's Landing, Foxina was sitting there, her makeup all messed up. Her fur messy with tears and makeup that bled all over on the account that her tears messed up everything. She began to rethink back in the days when Mike was younger and they used to play hide and seek, tag, and tell pirate stories together. She said, No! I can't be thinking about that. This isn't time for self-pity. I have to know how to win my little mate's trust back. That's when she heard a knock. Um, Foxina? It's me. Mike, can... Can I come in? Yes, Dad. Come in. He walked in and sat across from her. Foxina? Is it true? Is it true you didn't know that you were killing night guards slash janders? Yes, Dad. It's true. You had no idea. Foxina. I'm going to come back for a few more nights. If you can convince me that it was an accident in the next five or six nights, then I'll forgive you. Thank you, lad. You won't regret this. Mike said, I already am, but everyone deserves a second chance. Mike left. Foxina, beaming with joy, ran to the others. Everyone, everyone, great news, great news. Wolfie said, Foxina, nothing could be great news right now. Chelsea said, Wolfie's right. We scared Mike half to death. He never was to see us again until that we found out we're murderers. That's just it. Mike came to me. After all we'd done, he came to me and asked if it was true. If we meant to. What'd you say? Oh, sorry, Mike. We murdered every other night girl slash janitor without knowing it. No. 
I told him that we didn't know, and he said that he would come back for another night, for five to six more nights. And he'll give us a second chance. Second chance? Chelsea said excitedly. Wolfie said, That's terrible. We must do something special for him to show him that we really didn't mean to. Dustin said, How do we do a private show for him, you know? That's a good idea, Wolfie said. But Dustin, that might overwhelm him. We don't want to scare him. How about a party with cakes and presents? Chelsea said. Again, marvelous idea. But again, that will probably overwhelm him. That's when Foxina said, How about every night, only one of us will go visit him, and he can spend quality time with all of us, just one every night. And then on the fifth or sixth night, that's when we can do a party, a show, with cupcakes, presents, and special songs. If we win his trust, that is. Wolfie said, That's a marvelous idea. He turned to Chelsea. Chelsea, you'll be the first one to go. Are you sure that's a wise idea? After I was the first one that tried to, well, you know. I know, but you had the sweetest voice and the calmest nature about all of us. You go first. Okay. I'll do it. The next night, Mike walked in. Okay then, well, they're all, there's no one here. I have no idea where they're at, they're not on the stage. I don't see them in the cove or the landing. So I'm just gonna go to my security office and lay everything down. And if they want to visit me, then they can. I just hope they don't try to kill me. Mike later from his office. And then he walked back to the main room. <clears throat> well, I'm here, and you guys don't seem to be anywhere. So, I'll just... Hello, Mike. What? Oh, uh, hi, hi, Chelsea. She walked next to him. Hey, Dad, you just stay over there. And I'll stay over here. In fact, how about you sit down on that table closest to the stage. I'll sit on the table three or four away from that. Closest to the exit. How's that sound? Okay. And they sit down. So, um... What you been doing, Mike? Uh, previously running away from you. Don't worry, no hard feelings. I mean, yeah, you tried to kill me, but still. Uh, it's not like killing your best friend. Or a part of your family is anything bad, he said with a little hint of sarcasm. That's when, that's when Chelsea picked up her guitar saying, Here's a song that might calm you down. Dun 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 She didn't play on the guitar. Dun 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 
Mark Lurtetter, is that Let It Go by Frozen? Yes, a little girl brought in a mixtape, and I listened to it, and downloaded it to my hard drive, and then the song. Wait, you mean you learned all that just from listening to it for a few times on a tape? Yes. Then she said, Remember when you were younger and you wanted to fix my guitar? She laid a band-aid on it. Mike thought. It had a flashback. He was five or six at the time. And he looked at Chelsea and said, Chelsea, what you doing? I'm fixing my guitar and has an owie, so I'm tuning it to make it feel better. What about a bandit and a kiss? That's what mommy does when I get hurt, and I was forbidden after that. I suppose I'll be all right. And she held out his, her guitar to him. He put a band-aid on the back of it and kissed it. Now she already got done tuning it when, he, when she did that. So she plucked a few strings and played a little of it. What do you know? It worked. And she gave Mike a hug. Mike said, Can you teach me how to play the guitar someday? Maybe when you're a little older. Come back when you're a little older. And I'll have a super big secret surprise for you. He said, okay. But she never had a chance to get him his special surprise. After the night when he got into the crash, she bought a super secret surprise for herself. A nine-string guitar with a Sorry, I mean 12-string guitar and a 6-string with a double neck guitar. She planned to give Mike her old Freedom V guitar, but she never had a chance to. So she held out her surprise to Mike. I got this special surprise. And I think now... It's time that you get the secret surprise. But before I give it to you, Mike, tell me this. Do you still want to learn to play the guitar? Mike looked and said, Yeah. Well then, here is your special surprise. Chelsea laid the surprise in, her, in his hands, and he opened it up. He saw the band-aid. Is this the guitar that it is the same guitar I got a double neck guitar with a 12 string and a 6 string not to mention I also got a black beauty guitar and tons of others 
they're all new, but this one has sentiment value for me and for you alike. And now it's yours. And after that, Chelsea showed him how to play a few songs. After the night ended, he said, Thanks, Chelsea. I'm going to load this in my office. I'll be back tomorrow. Thank you, Mikey. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. You want to be called Mike now, don't you? Chelsea. Yes, Mike? It's okay. You can call me Mikey if you want. And she gave him a hug. After Mike put the guitar in his office, he left for the night. Or for the day. Until the next night when he would show up again. Before the pizzeria opened for business, Chelsea ran to the others and told him he gave me permission to call Mikey again. Running his trust, said Wolfie. It's my turn tomorrow. After that, then it's Dustin's turn. And after that, then it's Foxino's. I can't wait, said Wolfie. I can't wait until tomorrow night. And that's where we're going to end chapter one of the Bite of the Zen for right now. Thank you so, so much for watching. If you liked this video, please push the like button in the face. Like us, as always. High fives all around. Thank you so, so much for watching. I'll see you all next time. For the next video, and as one, please remember look into the shadows because it's a strange one. And if you want more videos by me, do not worry because I'm a workaholic with a fiction addiction. Thank you everyone for watching. I'll see you all next time. Goodbye.